Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. God's work needs profitable servants. What is a profitable servant? How can we know if we are profitable servants for God? There are a couple parables in the Bible that tell us a lot about how we can fulfill our role in God's work to the very fullest. Luke 17 verse 10 says, when you shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done which was our duty to do. That's just part of Luke 17 verse 10 there. And so it's saying, if you simply do <laughs> the bare minimum, if you just do what you're told to do, that's not really quite enough. God always expects us to go above and beyond. Notice Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So even being a living sacrifice for God is actually just what he expects. That's actually what we owe to God when we are called into his way of life and to serve his work. Think about what God did for us, what he gave up and sacrificed for us to be alive, to have a chance at eternal life. He had to sacrifice his own son his own son became a living and a dead sacrifice for all of us so we could repent of our sins so we wouldn't pay the penalty of eternal death. So it is entirely reasonable for God to expect us to live as sacrifices and to sacrifice a lot for God's work. We can't just scrape by trying to do the bare minimum or else we will be unprofitable servants. Luke 19 is, or it contains the parable of the pounds. And there is a lot we can learn from this. Luke 19 verse 12 this is Christ speaking, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Verse 13, and he called his 10 servants and delivered them 10 pounds and said unto them, occupy till I come. Going down to verse 16, this is when the nobleman comes back. He wants to see were his servants profitable while he was gone? Verse 16, then came the first saying, Lord, your pound has gained 
10 pounds. Okay, notice there, each of these servants has just one pound in Luke 19. The first one gained 10 pounds. Verse 18, and the second came saying, Lord, your pound has gained five pounds. So, even if we do start out with the same pound, if we have the same starting point, it is obviously very possible to produce different amounts. And we will be rewarded according to works. The nobleman in this parable gave the one who gained 10 pounds rule over 10 cities. The one who gained five pounds got rule over five cities. So the same starting point, but different amounts produced led to different rewards. Now, this is much like how every one of us that God calls. He, he opens our minds to the truth. He gives us a very small down payment of his Holy Spirit once we have repented and are baptized. We all start out in the same place spiritually. And it's a matter of how much we grow. There is no clear advantage for any of us over anybody else. We all start out the same way. We all come to conversion and we have the same starting point in our relationship with God. It is totally fair in this way. We all have that small, very small portion of the Holy Spirit. And by stirring it up every day through prayer and Bible study, we can gain more of it and allow more of it to flow through us back to God and back to other people as well. It's just a matter of using the Holy Spirit. The Bible says it's possible to grieve the Holy Spirit. So if God blesses us with the mind of Jesus Christ and the very power of God through the Holy Spirit, and we don't use it the way we should, then we are unprofitable servants and we are losing our supply of the Holy Spirit. We have to really work every day to yield to that power. The Holy Spirit gives us really wisdom. It, it gives us indications of the right decision to make. It does gently prod us in the right direction, but we are not forced to do anything. If we do not take the direction, the very subtle direction of the Holy Spirit, then we are grieving the Holy Spirit. We could be quenching the Holy Spirit, putting out that fire. And that's just something we always have to be very mindful of. Are we letting God direct our steps every day? Are we fearing God? Are we obeying God? Are we submitting to God? Are we really producing for God? Matthew 13 Verse 23, this talks about people bearing fruit, some a hundredfold, some 60, and some 30. So 
even though we all start out with the same measure of the Holy Spirit at baptism, it doesn't mean we all produce the same amount of fruit. It doesn't mean we all successfully wield the Holy Spirit or yield to it the way we should. It's not guaranteed that we will walk with God and become perfect like God just because he has blessed us with a small bit of the Holy Spirit at the start. So there are things that we need to do every day to support the work. There's a really nice article at pcg.church. And it's titled The Profitable Servant. This was written way back in 1999 by the late Mr. Wilbur Malone. And he says in here, we are needed to support the work through prayer, study, fasting, and use of our talents and abilities to benefit God's work. This produces spiritual growth in us. We then increase in God's Holy Spirit and overcome sin as we obey God. And overcoming leads eventually to inheriting the kingdom of God. So that's what we need to do. That's how we need to use God's Holy Spirit. Living God's way benefits us. But also God is looking for us to benefit him. We have to profit God by the way we use the Holy Spirit if we are called and converted members of the Philadelphia Church of God, God's one true church. All of us have to use that gift of the Holy Spirit to go above and beyond as living sacrifices. God is very pleased when we produce fruit and he rewards us. And you'll notice there in Luke 19, really God rewards us with more work and more responsibility when we produce fruit rule over 10 cities because we produced 10 pounds that takes work it takes more work than ruling over five cities so that's even just an indication of the mindset we need willing to work hard excited about working excited about serving otherwise we wouldn't really want to rule over <laughs> 10 cities in the world tomorrow. Now, the parable of the pounds is very encouraging because it shows us that we all start out in the same place spiritually. No one is preventing us from praying every day or studying every day. We all face the same resistance from our own human nature, from the devil, from the the world around us that influences us. Again, we're all going through that. We all have different trials, but no one is actually stopping us from using our time to grow, to support the work, to give. It's just a matter of our willingness to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit and do it. There's another parable, though, that is also very encouraging in a very different way. And you'll notice pretty quickly what makes this parable in Matthew 25 so different. And this one is called the parable of the talents. 
Notice here, Matthew 25, again, another man leaving the country, just like in the parable of the pounds, picturing Jesus Christ going to God and then returning to earth at the second coming. And in this case, each of the servants of this man have a talent, a certain amount of talents, not just one pound. So Matthew 25, verse 14, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Verse 15, notice the key difference here. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. All right, so why in this parable are people starting out in different places? Why are they all not at the same starting line of their race? In the parable of the pounds, everyone starts out on an equal playing field in the same place with the same amount of the Holy Spirit, the same basic path to walk, to follow God. But here in this parable, the parable of the talents, the amount of talents is not the same. Well, no need to be discouraged by that. In fact, it's actually quite uplifting when we really understand what this is all about. The late Worldwide Church of God founder Herbert W. Armstrong wrote an excellent booklet, The Wonderful World Tomorrow, What It Will Be Like. And on page 56, he talked about the parable of the talents. And notice what he wrote here. Page 56 of the Wonderful World Tomorrow booklet, which you can get for free at thetrumpet.com. Mr. Armstrong wrote, The parable of the talents shows we are to be judged by how well we do with what we have to do with. That is, one of lesser ability will be judged according to motivation, application, diligence, and persistence according to ability to whom much in natural ability and spiritual gifts is inherited and given, much will be required. The one of lesser ability stands just as good a chance for reward in God's kingdom as the one of great ability, if he tries as hard. Okay, so even though we all start out the same, in terms of receiving the Holy Spirit and walking with God, obviously all humans are not the same. Not all humans have the same upbringing or background or social class, the same amount of money, the same amount of resources. Not all of us have the same amount of natural talent in different areas. But God judges by hard work, the effort we put in. Obviously, <laughs> you know, a royal prince and a beggar on the street would have 
different expectations of them. If you grow up as a beggar, that is very a very disadvantaged start to life. But God expects growth. He expects us to advance past that lowly state and to grow. Now, a prince has everything given to him from a physical standpoint. He would have an educational advantage. He would be given opportunities to develop all kinds of skills that someone who's trying to survive on the street from birth wouldn't be able to enjoy. So obviously, you know, the prince and the pauper, so to speak, would be in very different situations. But that doesn't mean that only the prince has any hope. Both parties are expected to grow. Notice here where it continues in the parable of the talents. Matthew 25, verse 16. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and he made them other five talents. Okay, so you notice there, simple math. Five times two is ten. This man now has ten talents. He has doubled what he started out with in terms of his abilities, in terms of God-given gifts. Verse 17, and likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. Okay, this one started out with less natural blessings, but he also doubled those blessings and those gifts and abilities. He also doubled the amount of fruit that he possessed. So you notice here what this man says to his servants when he returns. Matthew 25, verse 21, he says to the one who gained five talents, well done, you good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter you into the joy of your Lord. Notice verse 23. What does he say to the one who turned two talents into four? Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter you into the joy of your Lord. So the man's response, this type of Jesus Christ in this parable of the talents is exactly the same. Whether starting out with five talents and making 10 or starting out with two and making four, either way, the response is identical. Jesus Christ is equally pleased with both people because they both doubled what they started out with. You see how both of these parables give us hope in different ways. The parable of the pounds showing that spiritually, in terms of our walk with God, our conversion, our spiritual lives, we all start out the same, regardless of physical traits, regardless of upbringing or anything else. But then you also have the parable of the talents, which takes into account the blessings, the abilities that we all begin with in life. And whether rich or poor, whether free or in bondage, no matter what our situation physically, 
God sees that and he rewards us according to hard work. Even if we have less talent, even if we have fewer resources, if we work just as hard, the reward is the same. So two very different parables that really do show the fairness of God and how he expects us to become profitable servants. That means working hard, going above and beyond, supporting God's work, giving and, and serving all that we can, being close to God. And that's really just what God expects of us. Mr. Malone in this article, again, the profitable servant, which you can find at pcg.church, talks about things that make us profitable servants. There are things that God commands us to do, obviously, that at least we have to do that. That includes keeping God's commandments, observing the Sabbath and holy days, tithing, giving offerings, praying, studying, fasting regularly, supporting God's work, submitting to God's government, making sure that we're doing all of this for God's work and not some work of human beings. God expects us to really keep the commandments to the full spiritual intent of the law. You can, you can see in the Bible how to do that, where it's not just about avoiding committing murder. It's about even avoiding hatred for someone else. So Mr. Malone talks about that, really keeping the commandments to the spiritual intent, applying those commandments to the fullest with a willing attitude, with a good attitude, looking for ways to obey more perfectly instead of searching for loopholes. Obviously, supporting God's work is very important and there are specific ways to do that. I would really recommend Going through this article, The Profitable Servant, I'll put that in the show notes, uh, really does show a lot about what God expects from each one of us. No matter our starting point in life physically, we all start out the same spiritually in our conversion. And God is very fair in that way, judging us by our works, judging us by our fruits, our effort how much we grow in our relationship with him, how much we give to God's work. That's how God judges us. And it's an absolutely fair standard. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time 